You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast. This is Joe. Welcome back to the Esoterics Podcast. How are you doing today, Joe? Hi. Hi. I'm really good. How about you? Good, good. So um, this is our first time ever recording at night, so we'll see how this goes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We've never recorded at night? No. Nope. It's always been during the day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. I never would have um, thought of that, but yeah. <laughs> um, yes, well, now that... This is sort of the new the new calendar going forward. So yeah, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, listen, can I? Um, how how are you doing? How what's going on with you? Like, uh, how is February treating you? Pretty good so far. It's been actually pretty amazing so far. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Uh, why? Can you share? Is anything that you want to share? It just feels like things are just falling into place really, really well. Like, especially just getting out of that murky retrograde. It's just like after once we're done, we're like we're out of that. And I know there's like the shadow period or whatever, but as I just felt like for me, like as soon as that just was done, it was like, all right, let's go. And oh my God. Yeah, it's just been, it's been good. And then I have, um, I have grandfather ceremony this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, so, um, prepping for that and I'm really looking forward to that as I am only doing two more medicine ceremonies this year I'm or I'm only signed up for two more and that's it mm-hmm. um so I'm just I'm just really looking forward to because because grandfather's grandfather ceremony is a day ceremony so we get to sit and you know and talk and it's very social so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to spending some time with some friends and yeah it'll be great that's exciting well, and you know, the reason I ask is because I am so glad January is the fuck over. <laughs> I am so glad. Big emotions. Everybody had them. Yeah. Um, everybody was experiencing big emotions in January. And honestly, they are so exhausting. Big emotions are exhausting to me. Um, and I feel, honestly, I feel like I got dry humped in January. Just... <laughs> I just wanted to tell January, stop fucking with me, you icy whore. Like, leave me alone. Okay. Um, But it it was sort of like, you know how after you eat you and you're full, you don't like being jostled? Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what it felt like January just kept jostling me. But it's such a different energy. This new moon energy in Aquarius and Venus, this energy is so much lovelier. Yeah. Like it's, it really is. And just what you were talking about, it's forward movement, it's grace, it's, it just feels loving and Mm -hmm. good and exciting. And January was not that. No. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It really wasn't. And so like, I'll, I'll share something that you and I talked about before. Like, and I, think a lot of us it's just kind of a natural thing that happens because we kind of overspend in December and you know holidays blah 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 and then we get January and we're just like oh shit but like I had like in January oh shit moment and and where I may have just freaked out in years past and lived in that energy of like oh my god what am I gonna do I Thankfully now, because of like everything that I've learned and everything that I'm still learning and that I'm practicing, I took that moment to say, okay, like what is this trying to teach me? Right. What do I need to take a look at? And I did that. Like I did that. I'm like, okay, because I have to get my shit together and I've got to like, you know, first thing I did was like look at my look at my accounts payable and look at all the stuff that was excess that I shouldn't like things there was things that I needed to cancel that I should have canceled a long time ago and I hadn't done it so things like that just take a look at like what what did this hardship have to to teach me um and yeah and it sucked but coming off the other side of it is great it really is um you know and it it 
it feels almost childlike to me. Like, you know, the excitement is back. Like it's exciting and magical. And um, now I feel like it's safe to sort of just let go of the reins and just see where it takes us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just let go of the reins for once. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, the foundations are being built. Um, yeah. So um, that sort of, you know, let's talk a little bit about the energy. So okay. we are all transforming in some way or another in this energy, especially in the ways um, we see the people in situation around us, right? Okay, so people are seeing things with new eyes, um, even if those eyes don't happen to agree with you. And that's sort of um, the difference of what's going on. Um, It's necessary because the people who need to see in order to bring about the change, they're now truly seeing. And those who don't, those who have chosen to remain sort of blind, mm-hmm. um, they, the, but it's like they do this for a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that stay blind, that's ultimately good for the greater whole. Sure. Uh, okay. But you know, like guys, I call this third dimensional bullshit. <laughs> it really is because it might be true, but it, it feels like hot steamy bullshit. Um, you know, so for some major pivots or shifts, um, you know, are just now underway in some form, uh, in some form of like forward movement. So, yeah. um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what I wanted to talk about was just, you know, this energy that it just feels so different. And it's mm-hmm. forward movement. People, some people are going to go with it and some people are going to be like, nope, nothing needs to change, you know. Yeah. And we've talked about this just a few episodes ago when we were talking about, you know, comfort and discomfort and how sometimes just change can feel very uncomfortable. But yeah. when you allow yourself to just kind of like let go of the fear of change and it just it feels a lot a lot better and it's hard when you're in it it's really hard when you're in it um but once you get on the other side here it's it's very um it's just a big feeling of relief it is it's a big feeling of relief yay all right uh we have any announcements um, well, yes. Um, I have a big one. Um, I want to make sure everyone knows about, um, the esoteric communities four week intuitive development work group. Um, that was launched last week and there's still space available. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a four week work group that we're, we're going to approach intuitive development sort of in a new way using Akashic energy. I'm going to teach people how to tap into it. You know, it's sort of like one of those things where it's so, um, it's such good energy and it's so, um, easy to develop. You just have to, it just takes a minute to learn how to connect to it. Like, wasn't mm-hmm. that, was, was that your experience? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, instead of just teaching people, you know, intuitive development, just teach them to learn how to tap into that Akashic energy, because that's going to be a little bit more powerful than, you know, developing your clairvoyance and your clairsentience. All that good stuff. Yeah. Um, it starts next Sunday, the 13th, and it continues through April 6th. Um, I'm also offering two time slots each day so that you have options. Mm. Um, so you can, the class starts at 12 noon and then again at 3 p.m. And those are both PST times. So it would be um, 3 p.m. EST and 6 p.m. EST. So hopefully either of those times um, work for people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about some really cool things. We're going to talk about mastering your empathic abilities, um, connecting to your higher self, opening your record. We're going to use tarot and Oracle, um, you know, to connect with your spirit guides and when working in your Akashic record. And then we're also going to talk about trusting yourself and the information and the guidance you receive. So we're going to go through all of it, all, um, using your Akashic, uh, record energy, Um, And so enrollment is like $111 for all four weeks. Um, And then the link to enroll is posted in the Esoterics community and the Akashic Studio page on Facebook, or you can DM the Esoterics podcast or um, Joe Figueres Akashic Reader on Instagram, and then I'll send you the link. Perfect. What about you? Do you have anything to announce? Oh, yes, I do. I have just to mention our retreat that is coming up. Mm-hmm. Our, re- our retreat is taking place May 27th through May 29th, and this is in West Olive, Michigan. This is just a few minutes from the Lake Michigan shore. 
as of now, our price is eight eight eight, and this includes the obviously the retreat and the overnight stay. We do have payment plans available if you need them. There are also, though, I'm going to want to make a big point of this is that we have commuter spots available for anyone who's a Michigan local. Um, so these are available for five five five. So for anyone who would like to commute instead of staying overnight, those are spots available for you as well. Um, also, we also have add-ons. Um, this is up to six people we have available for Monday, and this is private integration time with myself and Joe. And like I said, this is all on Monday. So if any more details on that, you can just list, uh, visit esotericspodcast.com. Yay, that's so good. The the commuter space is cool because everything is included, every single thing except for a place to stay or yeah. a place to sleep, yeah. which, you know, um, if a bunch of people get together um, and, you know, decide to book an Airbnb, I mean, you get enough people and those things are very inexpensive. So sure. um, yeah. it'd be a fun girls trip weekend, you know, um, yeah. so. Perfect. All right. right. Yes. What are we talking about today? Today's topic is imposter syndrome. Um, a lot of people have been struggling with it. And then, of course, January didn't help things. But now mm -hmm. that we're in the flow of February, um, it's a good time to really use that energy to dig a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. um, what about you? Have you ever struggled with imposter syndrome? You know, imposter syndrome is I feel like it's like a newer term. <laughs> but yes definitely I, I've I know especially with like career changes or I remember just when I first got into like actually having like my first design job yeah. I remember feeling like oh my god like I don't I don't know what I'm doing like what if I screw up someone's kitchen or like what if I what if I mess this up like what if they find out that I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> Right. What if I'm yeah. going to be exposed as a fraud? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely. And then, you know, as I, as time went along and I gained more experience and everything just kind of flowed a lot. And then I realized like every time I would sit down with someone and I had to explain things to them, it's like, oh, I know this, like, what right. am I worried about? But, but yes, definitely. I think we all do. It, we all do. And it's such a, it's such a hard thing. And, you know, you know, you mentioned about it being a relatively new term. And I think what's happened is that this term, like the term self-care, it's been expanded upon and, you know, um, you know, it's, it's an, it's a woo-woo buzzword, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. because the term actually, it was a phrase coined by two female researchers in 1978. Oh. Um, Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes. Um, I did not know that. And I was like, hey, that's cool. Like this, it was a, a yeah. And it was a phrase that was coined. <laughs> um, but Pauline and Suzanne described this as like a fear of others believing you to be much more talented or skilled than you actually are mm. and will therefore eventually be exposed, like I said earlier, as a fraud. So, mm -hmm. Um, you know, people just feel that they aren't as competent or intelligent as others think they are, mm -hmm. um, you know, and soon enough people are going to discover that truth. So, you know, that's the crux of this, this um, version of um, imposter syndrome. At the end, we're going to talk about a different perspective of mm. imposter syndrome. Okay. Um, so, you know, really just what I have to say about that is that, look, we all have, we all feel that way sometimes, you know, despite our achievements, um, we all lose self-control every now and then, and then we get frustrated and we feel, you know, we fail to sort of meet these crazy self-imposed standards of achievement, right? That's perfectionism, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but, you know, here's, here's here's a, a way to look at it is that men have a tendency to attribute their success to like a quality that is inherent within them. Uh -huh. um, you know, they own it and women are more likely to credit their success to maybe an external energy like luck. You know, they got help. They were, you know, given a gift right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and struggle to recognize their own inherent ability and instead, you know, attribute it to something, you know, external or some temporary force. So that's why I think it's such an important topic because it's more about women learning to say, you know, wait a minute, you know, like you said, I've got this and mm -hmm. I'm here because. So, you know, I just wanted to talk more about the empowering aspect of stepping out of 
or being in imposter syndrome, you know, in a moment or an emotion where you can say, hold on, hold the freaking phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's bullshit. It's bullshit that it's not us. Um, you know, that we, that we have to feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to get found out. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically when, when do we feel it the most? Um, a lot of feel, a lot of people typically feel it when like it rears its ugly head and we take on like new roles, new responsibilities that challenge our knowledge and our abilities really. Mm -hmm. Right. We up level, um, it could be a career change or a shift, a new job, Mm -hmm. um, achieving, you know, a long sought after goal, um, you know, or like, a you know, just a new challenge that you just don't have a lot of experience with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I think, I don't know. I mean, I guess the biggest fear of that, well, the biggest fear, but one of the fears I would have is like trial and error. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is this going to work? Isn't it going to work? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that just, that's what brings on these feelings of anxiety and, um, you know, it's self-defeating and, you know, I think especially if you don't have access to a mentor. Yes, definitely. Well, you're going to constantly question yourself, you know, am I doing this right? You know, and then comparing yourself to everyone else who, you know, who seems to know what they're doing, that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. there's so many icks about that. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I hate it when I feel like that, when I feel like I'm not fully in, um, standing in my own power. So, yeah, it's hard. It is hard. Um, you know, I think I really felt that way when I first started doing readings. And then again, when I started silversmithing, um, Uh so, you know, readings, of course, people were readers, you know, you, you read for people and you're always, you know, I think the thing is not wanting to say something, um, because you don't want the, the person, you don't want to be wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, um, Um, But then, and then again, with silversmithing, the industry is just filled with, you know, people that have done it for like 20, 30, 40 years. Can I, can we talk about the seedy underbelly of silversmithing for a minute though? (laughs) Yeah. What is it? (laughs) Okay. So there are two types of people. There are silversmiths, Mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, there are jewelers. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And there are metalsmiths. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Jewelers create beautiful gold, you know, pronged diamond ruby. I mean, you know, those yes. things, the crown mm-hmm. jewels, the the things that, that you can get at Jared and Kay and, yes. you know, all that shit, the right? The real fancy stuff. Uh-huh. The super fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a jeweler. And they are the most elitist <laughs> They're just, they're just, there are a lot of old white people and they just always want to tell you what you're doing wrong. They're just jerks. They sound like kitchen designers. They, so, so there's the same issue with kitchen designers. They're the same shit. Yeah. And they, most of them have these, like, especially if they've been, the longer they've been doing it, the high, the bigger, more inflated egos they have and they do no wrong and they, their way is the best way and the only way. And if oh you do it God. different, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And there's so much judgment and just like, you can't, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. How do we go from being these excited, impassioned rookies to big old assholes? <laughs> it just don't, please let me never be that way. Um, there was a lady uh, in one of my groups on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. She's she a silversmith or a metalsmith and she taught a class and she said, um, this class doesn't take any experience and it's, I show them what to do and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like basically she's like, I stand over them and tell them step by step. Mm-hmm. So the, the customer, the, the customer was like, r- r- um, sent her an email and said, I had so much fun in that class. Can you send me a materials list? Because I'd like to make some rings at home, um, you know, for my girls. Uh-huh. And she's like, has anybody heard of this? I'm not comfortable doing this. And everybody was like, dude, what's the fucking problem? You're a teacher. You, you, if you give somebody a class, it's not outside of the realm of, mm. you know, a, a, a student is going to ask for a materialist. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, so everybody, luckily, everybody was like, what is the deal? You yeah. know, and I just said, 
I said, if my teacher were like you, I never would have gotten into metalsmithing. And, and I didn't mm. say it like in a mean way, but you yeah. know, it's Facebook and sometimes things need to be said tersely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but just shit like that. Like they're just the old jewelers. They're just such buttholes. Yeah. So anyway, it's, I, I think just, it's anytime someone's been in their craft too long and they've lost sight of being a student I think I really think that's what it comes down to because I think if you get into that mentality of like I'm always a student and I'm always learning even when I'm teaching others I'm I'm still learning and I and I have the opportunity to learn even from my own students if you keep that open-mindedness about yourself I think mm-hmm. that that would prevent that from happening. But when you don't, when you flip that switch and you're like, oh, no, like I only I, my method is the only method and, you know, fuck all else. That's when you that's when you're there. That's when you that's when you hit the trouble. That's yeah. When things start getting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for allowing me that tangent because um, <laughs> I needed to get that off my chest. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All right. So basically what we need to watch for are self-defeating behaviors, like dwelling on the things that didn't work out, you know, any unhappy customers. It's hard when you have an unhappy customer, you know, and you're, yes, because they're so mean and they make you question like, what am I even doing? Why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Just meanies. Um, You know, basically what it is, it comes down to, I think that it's all the things that aren't happening that you think should be happening um, in your life, in your career, in your relationship or whatever. And those are the thoughts that start to wear away at your confidence. You know, Mm. you start to question your choices and begin to feel like, what am I even doing? Which does tie into that conversation we had about discomfort. You know, you're not out of alignment just because you feel that discomfort. Sometimes it's an up level. And for many, that's what January was. It was a huge up level. You know, it just felt like a corkscrew going up your butt. Mm-hmm. Up level. Yeah. <laughs> it was not I mean, comfortable. Not that I know what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> but one could imagine. I'm just good at really imagining. <laughs> I can sure imagine putting an actual corkscrew up your butt. <laughs> Ow. That would hurt. I think we have this Sunday night giggles a little bit. Maybe. Okay. All right. So, you know what? Let's talk about some different types of imposter syndrome. Um, Okay. You know, maybe you experienced them and you were like, I didn't even know this was imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, All right. So the first one is uh, perfectionism, right? Um, And perfectionism and imposter syndrome, they can go hand in hand because Mm -hmm. perfectionists set these excessively high goals for themselves. um, You know, when they fail to reach it, you know, then of course, you know, anytime we fail to reach a goal, we start to experience self-doubt, worry, um, you know. Also, what do you think? I think um, perfectionists tend to be control freaks, not necessarily in a bad way, but you know, many people who are control freaks will fully admit, oh, yeah, I'm a control freak. Yes, I think part of it has to do with, I think it can be twofold. I think it can be that they're a control freak. And I think it can also be like an inability to ask for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you're right. And that's, there is one, another category, extreme independence that we'll talk about. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. So, yeah, it's true, though. Um, if you're like, well, it's that whole um, perfectionism and then the, the extreme independence is feeling like if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. You can't ask somebody yep. for help. You yep. can't ask somebody to join you. Yes. Um, you know, maybe you've been accused of being a micromanager. <laughs> it's like that country song, you might be a perfectionist. <laughs> I, um, I am not. I am not an, anyone's micromanager and I hate being micromanaged. hate it. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite of a micromanager. I'm like, wait, what do you mean didn't happen because I wasn't paying attention? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean I had to be there for you to get it done? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Just do it. Um. Okay. So now you don't like being a micromanager. Do you have a difficulty delegating when? Um... My, my problem is I'm not good at asking for help. Okay. So All it's right. not that I'm, it's not micromanaging so I don't I can't even get to the step of like handing off the task because I'm just like no I'll just do it 
<laughs> like I'll just do it because and I've had this conversation with my friend Joseph before where, where it's like because I, I know he gets like this too where it's feels like it's gonna take so much more time to explain everything that's going on in your head to the other person mm-hmm. that it's like you know what instead of me explaining it let me just do it yes yeah and but yes. that's a trap because mm-hmm. that's not true it just means that you you might have to explain it once, but that means that then the next time when this thing comes up, now you don't have to explain it because now it's like, oh, hey, remember the thing we did last time? We got to do that again. Yeah. And as a leader, too, I appreciate leaders who take the time because then they're not sending the message that, you know, I don't trust you, right? Oh, yeah. Like you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, but, you know, I mean, also I'm that type of person, show me once. I might yes. have a couple questions, but I pick it up very quickly because I think that I'm that type of person who learns from mistakes. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to experience some bullshit twice. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to learn my damn lesson the first time. Yep. Um, so also perfectionism um, it sort of shows up when people miss an insanely high mark right? You accuse yourself of not being cut out for the job, you know, or obsess about it for days, right? And Mm -hmm. so again, you set, you set these insanely high, you know, goals and you, when you fail to meet them, then it's like, we internalize that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then also believing that our work must be hundred percent perfect, hundred percent of the time. I I get that with jewelry a lot, you know, Um, and it is what it is, right? So, um, you know, it's handmade jewelry and it's just not going to be perfect every time. Yes. Um, okay. So perfectionism is one. Um, the other one is the workaholic. Um, those who sort of, um, believe that they're phonies among the real deal. And so they really have to push themselves and work a lot harder and measure up. And, Mm. you know, um, honestly, that's just a core for a cover for insecurities, but it's not anything that you should be ashamed of, you know, or, you know, shit, we all, we all struggle with, you know, imperfectionism and then, insecurities and all that stuff yeah yeah it's it's i think that's just like the the need or the feeling of having to prove yourself so it's like it's i'm never done i'm never done i'm always busy and and but but at what expense right because Mm -hmm. if you're a workaholic that means that Mm -hmm. you're not you're not prioritizing yourself Mm -hmm. you're putting Mm -hmm. your work ahead of everything else Mm-hmm. Yeah, staying at the office later than everybody else, and you know, um, abandoning their hobbies, their family, their their you know passions, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that stuff. That's just not fun. Listen, I have never been accused of being a workaholic, <laughs> <laughs> and I do not give a fuck. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I like to do what I like to do. In in, in the corporate world, my um my, when I would get like a job review, it Mm -hmm. would like, Joe is wonderful at the things that she loves to do, but tends to ignore the things she doesn't (laughs) want to do. And it's totally true. I owned it. I was like, I do that. I totally do. I totally don't deserve a raise on that one. Um, but we're talking about shit like filing. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) nobody's going to disagree with me. I don't even remember my reviews. Thank God. I know, right? Right? <laughs> Re- reviews are dumb. Who are you to judge me? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> what, is, what is this grade school? What is this, a report card? <laughs> Just pay me and leave me alone. Am I getting a raise or not? <laughs> Who the hell do you think you are? Your Dude. boss? Oh. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> F you. No, oh my gosh. That's so bad. I really want to say that, but, um, hopefully I'll never have another douchebag boss again. All my bosses will always be lovely and fun and easy and yes. fun. Yep. All right. So the next, um, category is the expert. These individuals believe it's a, it's negative to take like a long time to actually master something. So they basically judge themselves on, um, getting things right on the first try. Mm. Um, you know, so when they can't do something quickly or fluently or whatever, they fall into imposter syndrome. Um, you know, this is also interesting. These people tend to not, um, they don't, they dislike the idea of having a mentor because they're like, nope, I can handle it on my own. Um, Um, yeah. Yeah. Open open yourself up. Uh You, you can learn something from everyone. Everyone knows something you don't know. Um, I, I, one of the 
my biggest lessons that I learned from design school, especially when I was taking um, a code um, codes and regulations class. Yeah. So there are crazy amount of codes when it comes to construction, right? And the first thing that our teacher said was, it is not about memorizing codes. It's never going to be about memorizing codes. Just all design in general, and this I think is applicable to life in general. I tell this to my kids all the time. It is not about memorizing everything. It is about knowing where you can get the information. Yeah, excellent. Whether it's a book or a person, you know, so it, yeah, open yourself up to knowing at least where to find the answer, not necessarily having to always have the answer. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a lot of experts, too, will avoid taking on challenges because it's too uncomfortable to try something that they're not great at, mm. uh, you know, or they're constantly seeking out trainings or certifications because they think they need to improve their skills in mm. order to succeed, you know. So, you know, it feels like they'll never know enough. And um, that one just seems like a really exhausting manifestation exhausting. of imposter syndrome, doesn't it? That is really I, exhausting. I, I vote no. <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. fine knowing a little bit about a lot of things. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. I mean, you know, and then you have this vast knowledge and um, people are just blown away that you know this little thing or this one thing and then they don't care that you don't know the rest of it. Yeah. And then you can just mm -hmm. be good at trivia sometimes. Right. It's fine. <laughs> right. I'm describing you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did we tell everybody that uh, that we played trivia I don't, uh, together? I don't know if we did. <laughs> I know we did because we had to talk about the asshole trivia. Oh, the guy. Person. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that he um, he was – I didn't get to play again because he was there. Um, and then, of course, when my class started, my metalsmithing class started, that was his the first week that he was gone. And I was like – Drat. Aww. Yeah, that was a bummer. But that night was super fun. That was way fun. All right. So then the last topic of um, the type of imposter syndrome, you know, that you, you might be experiencing it when it rears its ugly head is what uh, Fiorelli's mentioned earlier, extreme independence. Um, when you're unable to ask for help, um, you know, um, people believe that if they ask for help, that it reveals them as a phony, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so they have to refuse assistance. Um, they need to accomplish everything on their own. They don't need anybody's help. And then they frame, you know, requests. Um, that I thought this one was interesting. Framing requests in terms of what the project needs or the situation needs versus what you need as a uh, person. Oh, yeah. like one of those like the company, the needs of the company need you to stay <laughs> overtime tonight. Right. Like which the needs of the company can suck it, right? <laughs> You're not going to get any shit out of me that way. <laughs> I more relate to, I need your help. And I'd be like, oh, can I help you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Connect on a human level, not on a corporate mm -hmm. level. That's not going to work. Not, not, for, not for us fives. Mm -mm. This is the last thing that's going to work on me. Oh, that cracks me up. Um, well, okay, but one thing I want to mention about extreme in dependence is that, you know, there is zero shame in asking for help when you need it. And, and I really want everybody to understand something at the deepest level. Extreme independence is a, it's a trust issue overall, mm. you know, and over the years, it's not your fault because over, or, you know, over the years, we've learned that if we don't put ourselves in a situation where we rely on somebody else, then we won't be disappointed. If we don't put our trust in others, it won't hurt as much when they fail to show up for us or disappoint us in some way. So, you know, these are things that we've learned or, you know, stories that we've told ourselves or mm -hmm. that we've heard or and seen them played out in our friends and family. And so, you know, it's it for, but in order to stop doing something or stop allowing something to control you, you first have to become aware of it. And if you're not aware of it, then yes. you know, how do you, how the hell do you know that you're doing it? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it, but I know that, that extreme independence, whenever I exhibit it, it's a preemptive strike against, you know, disappointment and heartbreak. I think my biggest yeah. thing that I struggle with is disappointment in others. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just because I, I received that. I'm so you know, from early childhood characters. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Uh, well, and then it also speaks to the fact that sometimes you just don't trust yourself to pick the right people. So, you know, we can keep peeling this onion. It just goes down, but self-sabotage is all about, you know, not feeling good enough, um, you know, um, or not trusting and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Not trusting and others not trusting yourself. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, there's just a couple things that I want to, um, point out is that, you know, just sort of when, when you feel that energy in your life showing up on your job or, or your passions or whatever mm-hmm. is to really show up for yourself, like mindfully show up for yourself and remember that po- imposter syndrome is just a feeling yeah. and our feelings. They're not facts, right? Energy. Yeah. And it changes in the moment. Yeah. Um, and also talk about your feelings with someone you trust. You know, I have people that I trust in my life that I can say, Hey, I need to talk about this. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. And that makes so things so much better and yes. easier. It's so important. <clears throat> that is so important. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's critical. It is. We, we'll sit here going back and forth. That's so important. That's so important. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's totally important. Yeah. It just, you know, it just, you can never discount. We're here having a human experience. So you don't ever discount human connection and uh-huh. how helpful it can be. And even if that person doesn't necessarily have to offer you advice, it's sometimes it's just knowing that someone is there and willing to hold space for you is enough and if you're the person on the other side that I, I would say the same thing to you like it's not always about what you you're not going to necessarily fix the problem it's just about lending an ear and just being there for them and sometimes it's all that we need sometimes that's it right you just want somebody to hold space for you you just want somebody to say you know uh, that I can say, you know, may, I want to complain about this ir- thing that it might be irrational, but you know, do you have the emotional capacity for me to mm-hmm. be irrational for just a minute? So, mm-hmm. You know, I just find that anytime I have the ability to vent or, you know, speak my truth, I just feel so much better after. And of course we want to make sure that, you know, um, where we have the emotional capacity for it, um, our our partner, the person on the other end, has the yeah. emotional capacity for it. We're not emotionally dumping on them and being like, "See ya." Yeah. Um. You know, but that's what people are for. They're yeah. They're for they're there for each other. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. If you feel like you're gonna dump something heavy on someone, um, yeah. I think that's a good i that's great advice and a good idea to ask. Hey, I I've got something. Do you have some time to like maybe let me share this with you it's kind of heavy you can say no um or you know we can do this some other time and if you're that person and you know that you're not in a good space to listen or you know just to hold that space for that person be like you know what i love you but it's been a really you know whatever it's not 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 right now you don't actually have to give an explanation you get to say not right now it that's okay um and that's it because again it's boundaries and don't take that don't internalize somebody else they're not rejecting Uh you they're just Uh protecting themselves for that moment it's you know and we all gotta do it we do we do it's a hard trick to learn a trick it's a not even a trick it's a hard thing to learn not to internalize somebody else's uh rejection Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of, and it doesn't matter what it is. Um, it was, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, I reached out to um, a reader and I asked her, I'm like, um, you know, I would love to get a reading from you. Do you trade? And, um, she's lovely. And she just is like, you know what? No, it's my policy not to trade. And I was a little bit in, in initially I was like, oh, rejected, you know, but then I was like, well, it's not about me. She doesn't trade with anybody. Um, yeah. If she does, I wouldn't know. And also she's got very specific reasons. I know that some practitioners have specific reasons that they don't trade. I mm-hmm. love a good trade, but I only trade if I really want it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, okay. The other thing about showing up for yourself is don't be humble. 
about your achievements. Like they are not the result of luck or happy accidents. Your skills and knowledge are what made things happen. You are the badass that did that. So celebrate your wins and acknowledge that you have accomplished something really freaking cool. Um, You know, just mindfully take a minute and just allow yourself to feel good about yourself and where you are and what you've accomplished and who you are and all of those amazing things, right? Just recognizing our accomplishments can help us stand taller and stronger in our personal power. And I mean, over the years, I'm just such an advocate for people standing in their power. Um, and I just think it's, it's, it's one of the coolest things, you know, especially during a reading when I get somebody and, you know, they they get so inspired and they're like, okay, I'm yeah. going to do this thing. It's, yeah. it's just this amazing thing that I think all readers, when we make a, when we make a difference in somebody's lives, it's inspiring. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So recognize your own accomplishments. Um, Okay. Do you have anything you want to say about any of that? Yeah. The other thing I guess I would add to that is uh, don't compare yourself. I've been huge on just sharing this with people over the last few years is don't compare yourself because we're all so different from each other. Um, Also, along with that, um, the fallacy of self-made. Yeah. That's not a thing. Like nobody in this world is self-made. There's not a single person who is self-made. Everyone, like you think of like quote unquote self-made millionaires or self-made billionaires or whatever. Fucking mm-hmm. Bezos didn't get to where he is mm-hmm. by himself. Like, on, like, no, it's on the backs of other people, of, you know, people he's employed, of his wife who worked mm-hmm. so that he could start his business in general. Like all this mm-hmm. stuff, you know, nobody is self-made. Absolutely not. Like everyone, whether it's people that helped you or failures that taught you everything there there have been other relationships and there have been people there have been connections there have been all all of these things have gotten that person where they're at today so the idea of self-made is bullshit you know um what comes to mind is i won't name any names but there's that you know young author young cute texas instagram author who um you know says you know i i did all this this is my work i did all this well it's very helpful that you have a husband who had a you know a a corporate job at disney right um you know which yeah you know that's not a thing yeah you might have done the thing yourself by written writing the book yourself but you got help so and it's not to slam anybody that gets Right, right. Yeah. It's not to slam anybody that gets help. It's just yeah, no. acknowledge. Absolutely not. That just actually goes back to the extreme independence thing. Like yep. there is no need for you to be extremely independent because everyone's had help. <laughs> everyone's had help. So it's okay for you to ask for help. It's for you to have help, to get help, to do what you need to do, to build the relationships and to get to where you need to go. Just don't take advantage of people. That's it. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's something that I want to do to close this whole conversation out. I want to, I want everybody to visualize the hangman card, right? Um, dude's hanging upside down. There's like a rope around his ankle. This Mm -hmm. card speaks to perspective and seeing things from a different perspective, um, situations, whatever, looking at them a little bit differently. So with that said, imposter syndrome in its current form, it does a really fucking terrible job of acknowledging or crediting that it exists um, or its very existence to like societal or racial or cultural challenges, right? It exists because of those challenges. Yeah. Um, not to mention, you know, systemic, you know, classism, racism, xenophobia, misogyny, you know, any of those other biases. So, that's a really important and interesting perspective that I wanted to look at this from because, you know, so many articles out there tell us to be more positive and only embrace the love and light. And, you know, you know, this is just spiritual bullshit that bypasses, yeah, you know, spiritual. this necessary conversation that yeah. needs to be had. And this necessary conversation starts a little bit like this. As long as there is a group, class, or category of humans that hold themselves above another imposter syndrome will always exist in some iteration, especially Mm. for women Mm. you know, just have the freaking conversation because in a more global conversation, the answer to overcoming imposter syndrome isn't individual at all. Um, So I think it's important to have that conversation that 
as long as there's bias out there, there's going to be imposter syndrome. Yep. Um, you know, it'll be eliminated <clears throat> when we live in a world where um, individuality is is celebrated or diversity is celebrated, regardless of your race, your sexual orientation, your ethnicity, and your gender identity. So I just had to throw a little bit of uh, wokeness down because I know that, you know, um, it's a term a lot of people like to poke a little bit of fun at. Um, yeah being woke and that's that's what that means right like i want to meet somebody or i want the world i'm an idealist i'm a humanitarian right i'm a, the nurturer and all that mm-hmm. shit <laughs> all that shit <laughs> all <of it. laughs> so uh, what but my biggest humanitarian dream would we get to know we it would be like we get to know someone and the first thing that we notice is what a really cool fucking soul they are yeah like that end of story, right? Wow, that's a down ass soul. Um, you know, and your you guys like our our guides and our higher self. I mean, they want us to know things sort of surrounding um, that energy, right? They want us to know that how you know freaking perfect we are, just as we are. Um, you know, in, imposter syndrome in relation to comparing ourselves with one another is something that we create as a result of our own suffering. Okay. Now, yes, that's a Buddhist sort of ideology oh, yeah, about suffering, suffering mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically in every moment we have the ability for a brand new start in every breath, in every minute we're choosing and breathing and seeing and hearing, you know, the things that we believe to be true about ourselves or about the world, you know? So it's just, Basically, spirits like, well, the real truth though is that you're just all these beautiful souls having a very specific experience, you know, in a one of a kind, unique body. So, um, you know, as soon as we start living in a world and we start having conversations and we start interacting with people and all of these things that um, where we can be confident enough in ourselves to celebrate our own individual, unique magic, you know, um, you know, then we can show others how amazing it is to do that too. So. That was just a different perspective that I want to uh, cover. Because, yeah, I yeah. like that. Thank you. Thank okay, you very much. All right. You have anything for the closing vibe? I do. So, Ooh. so we're gonna start doing some card pulls for our closing vibes. Yay! Yay! This Yay. is exciting. So I shuffled this deck. This is the Soul's Journey Lesson Cards deck, and. I shuffled it and I pulled this card and then I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I put it back, shuffled it again, and then it came out again. And I was like, okay. You can't, right? Spirit's like, okay. <laughs> Spirit is like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> because I was like, I don't get it. But now we have, now that we talked about everything we talked about, okay, the card is Envy. Ooh, okay. And it says, I am the same as everybody, but with different challenges. And the explanation is you must learn to accept that the obstacles in your life have been chosen by you. To be jealous of the soul path of another is to doubt your inability to judge what is best for you. It is human nature to covet the perceived luxuries of someone on a different journey, but to try to emulate him or her is not being true to your own guidance. You have chosen this life and these circumstances for a reason. So by disregarding that and following in the footsteps of another, you're only setting yourself up for confusion and disappointment. And you never truly know what's going on in another person's life and what personal challenges that they may face. So to be envious is a fool's game. Be authentic to your inner voice because only you know what is in your best interests. And if you don't follow your own path, you will have to reincarnate in an attempt to learn your original lessons again. Okay. You cannot make this stuff up. I mean, is there a more perfect card for this, for the topic of imposter syndrome? And Spirit was like, Fiora Lee's, I picked that card for a reason. This is it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Your Sorry. guide was like, bitch, quit fucking with no, the deck. This is, this is it. Yeah. Oh my God. That was hilarious. You just, that was an amazing pull because, you know, it, it, it does, it, it, it completely, speaks to the entire topic is that <laughs> we are these individual beautiful souls and comparing ourselves or being envious of others is really just a fool's 
you know, okay. mission or whatever game. it's fool's called. Game. So, yep. A fool's game. A fool's game. Yes. Okay. And I have one last one. And this one is perfect to wrap it up because I, I okay. saved this one for us because I felt like this one does make sense to have it. Because it's all good when we talk about these things and we point these things out like this, the, you know, <laughs> these are the symptoms and these are the things. And we talk about perspective and helping you see it from a different light. And then, you know, obviously this, this other card. This one, this card is from the Work Your Light Oracle deck. Um, is that Rebecca? Um, yeah, Rebecca Campbell. Rebecca Campbell, yeah. Yes. And so the card, and this one is Inner Temple. It is devotion. Tune in to the portal of your heart. So this one, it's pretty long, but it this is just, again, it's pretty much the same message of like, you're here to grow as a soul. <laughs> Earth is one big playground for the soul to learn but it's saying you're being called to be a devoted student and to tune into your heart mm -hmm. to incorporate true devotion into your life so this could mean that you could be called to develop a regular meditation or journaling or a chanting practice or just to show up to your soul with some kind of rhythm whatever some kind of practice so to develop a practice where you'll fill up your well and spend time with your soul so whatever that is for you but doing that doing more of that and doing that in some kind of rhythm so that's essentially the the point of this card is that um to commit yourself to a daily devotional practice i love that i that that is lovely um complimentary lovingly complimentary i don't know what i'm trying to say but you know what i'm trying to say yeah and it says if you are questioning your career or your life path your guides want you to turn your focus toward devotion and this prayer please use me in a way that delights my mind body and soul may my life be one big moving prayer you guys seriously the that is um, a wonderful version of the prayer that I always say, which is, okay, spirit, if they send me in a direction that I am not expecting to go mm -hmm. in, or I say, okay, show me how you want to work through me then, mm -hmm. because I don't know. And they do every single time. And that's really what's happening. Your higher self is working through you. Your higher self says, I want to go to earth because I want to learn this. Yes. And so I'm going to pick a body and put part of me in it and I'm going to experience it and you know I'm going to be able to wade through 3D bullshit yeah. <laughs> you know and then we send that information back to our higher selves and that's how it all works so. and, and here we are <laughs> and here we are alright oh awesome well thank you thank you for all of that today Joe. you are very welcome it was fun to uh, a fun topic to explore yep. so Okay, uh, you want to do the first paragraph of the outro? Sure. So you can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast and be sure to join our Facebook community, the Esoterics Community, to hear firsthand about our services, events, and courses, as well as get intuitive development tips, card pulls, free meditations, and a whole lot more. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share with a friend. It really does mean a lot to us, and it's so fun uh, to get tagged. Yes. Um, and it's as easy as sharing a screenshot on your Insta stories and just tagging us. We love to get tagged. Yep. Um, thank you for sharing space with us today. Before I tell you to stay mystical and magical, um, I do want to mention that earlier I was listening to a, um, a YouTube video from mm – -hmm. It's called Astrology with Heather, and she talks about um, the energy that we're in now in February, and it was a really good listen. So um, I will include the link in the show notes, um, but check it out because it was a really good listen. Oh, cool. Yeah, Astrology with Heather. So now I can say stay mystical, magical, and ready to do it again next week. Yay. See you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.